The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Three men face decades in prison for crimes against nature. And then we take a look at an interesting story from the conspiracy theory iceberg. Is it possible when Apollo 11 landed on the moon, someone had been there before and left a human skeleton? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. This episode's coming out quite late. I was trying a little bit of a different recording schedule since I had come back from the break. Obviously, it's not working. This episode's coming out late. But today, you're going to get two episodes. This technically is the Thursday episode, and then later tonight, you'll be able to download the Friday episode. Apologize for that. Just a little bit of glitch in the system. I was hoping to do a little workaround, but it didn't work. That's just the part of it. Also, I think you can tell that I'm a little under the weather, but that didn't have anything to do with the delay. I was just trying to figure out something else. I'm recording it in the morning. I'm recording this in the morning. I actually have my sunglasses on because the sunlight is coming through my window. I feel kind of dope. I feel like an old 1970s radio DJ wearing sunglasses indoors. Wearing sunglasses indoors is a lost art probably lost because everyone who did it bumped into stuff fell down and died so let's go ahead and get started with our first story now our first story popped out here and it was really bizarre because i don't i've never researched bestiality or bestiality laws it's nothing that i've ever had to come across i've had to research stuff like vandalism laws and be like is what i'm doing like is, is if i go out and bash up someone's car hypothetically speaking is that a felony or a misdemeanor oh it's just a misdemeanor okay like, I've had to research stuff like that. And here's a here's a pro tip if you want to be like a vandal. Never set anything on fire. Never, ever, ever set anything on fire. Because if you go out and you smash up a car, you smash it up real good with your bat. Cops are going to be like, well, that sucks. But if you go and you smash a car up with your bat and then throw some gasoline in it and light it to like really like stick it to the dude who like burned you on that weed deal people actually it's so funny that's such a dated reference to people still i guess in other countries and other states they still do drug like still sell weed but anyways you throw some gasoline in there throwing a match you will have a dedicated arson investigator looking for you do never set anything on fire these are laws that i've had to research throughout my life but i never had to research bestiality laws i never thought what's the penalty if i bang this dog that's not it's not an interest to me And I guess I should say now, this episode is not safe for work. At least this beginning part is. So, yeah. What happened was this news story popped up the other day, and it really caught me off guard because I was like, really? That's the penalty for it? Ugh. That's, that's, I mean, okay, so let's go ahead and get, again, I, I was shocked. Let's go ahead and get started with the story. The story starts like a fairy tale. Once upon a time, on a street called Mouse Lane in Munson, Pennsylvania, there was a little farm. True story, by the way. Yes, I should say it starts like a fairy tale, but it's quite true. Just ended in the court system. And on this makeshift farm were three men, Terry Wallace, Matthew Brubaker, and Mark Meskinoff. 
Matthew was 33, Mark was 35, and Terry was 41. And those and those ages will play in later, but they're they're they should know better. They should definitely know better. But anyway, so they're you know in their 30s, 40s. But these three men found each other on Facebook, where all great relationships are made, and they had a dream. They saw that movie with Matt Damon called We Bought a Zoo, and they're like, hmm, <laughs> that, that was such a sexy, sexy movie. But they can't buy a zoo, but they can build a farm. So on this farm, they had nine female, ho- female horses. Don't, don't, they're not one of them gays. Nine female horses, a few dogs. They don't say the gender of that, so they could have been like a little experimental. A cow, a goat, and a triangle-shaped stall and what these three men would do is they would take the animals into the stall and have sex with them i don't need to get graphic just having sex with them not just having sex with them it's gross but they weren't like okay so anyways so so i'm reading this article these guys just pled guilty they just got sentenced to the to the for these crimes and you're thinking okay nine you're trying to do the math in your head you're like okay nine horses you know that's a couple counts, and then they got a dog and a goat. Like, were they banging them all? We don't know. Who turned who? Like, how did they figure this out? Was it some sort of internet thing? They all got minimum 20-year sentences and a maximum 40-year sentence. So, at the very least, the dude who's 33, which was Matthew, the very least, he gets out when he's 53. Can you imagine just shaving 20 years right off your life? I know a lot of my audience is younger than me. And imagine just going and just taking 20. It's funny because when I think about that, because I'm older, I go, that would be like if I got arrested when I was 22 for something and I just got out today. Like all of those experiences gone. That's when you get older, when you're 18, you can't be like, well, if I didn't exist, like when you're older, you can say, hey, like that would be like if I got arrested while I was in college and I just got out today. Everyone I met and everything I did and everything like that would just get wiped from existence. Oh, speaking of which, my little brother, I've talked about this quite a lot. He lives in China. He saw Avengers Endgame. No spoilers. Um, but um, I'm, I probably won't go see it opening weekend. I may not even see it opening week. So, yeah. That, that's, that, is, that was basically my little brother's review. Quite odd. He had, he had a lot of odd things to say about it. But anyways, <clears throat> I'll leave it at that. So, anyways, where was I? Oh, yeah, bestiality. So, anyways, so 20 to 40 years. Now, there's a lot of other really bizarre details with this. Now, the reason why their sentences were so high wasn't necessarily because of the animal sex. Now, they did get charged with like 1,400 counts of banging these animals. It wasn't just a wild weekend. It was an ongoing thing. But still, that wasn't what put them into those almost life sentences. What happened, what was really their fatal mistake was they involved a teenage boy. To They didn't bang the boy. And the boy wasn't banging the animals. But for whatever reason, they got a teenage boy to hold the animal still while they banged them. So that was their big, like, they got felony charge, like, multiple felony charges for corruption of a minor, for endangering the welfare of a minor. That's what really did them over. Because when the articles are basically saying these guys got sentenced to 20 years for sex with animals, and I was like, I did not know the penalty could be that high for that. Even with the amount of animals, I didn't think it could be that high. And then as you read the article, that's the clickbait. 
But as you're reading the articles and you're laughing at these guys, dude, these guys are hilarious. Their Facebook pages, they're showing, like, there's this website. They're showing photos from their Instagram profile and their Facebook pages. They're just pictures of horses. Pictures that you would see, like, an 11-year-old girl put up on her Facebook page because there are these beautiful horses. And then you think, this gross dude was looking at this and being like, oh, yeah, this is my swimsuit calendar. And one of the guys, for his birthday, you know, on Facebook, you can do that I select a donation. His donation was for a horse rescue sanctuary. He's like, I love horses, and I hope everyone's able to donate money to these horses. We'll get into that in a second, because that's a whole other different issue of this. But the kid, the teenager, goes to the cops, and is like super grossed out. And he's like, listen, man, I've had one hell of a weekend. You won't believe what's going on at Mouse Lane. And the cops are like, what's going on? Kid tells him everything. Now, the kid's able to not only just say this is what's happening, but he also says they have everything on video everything on video now what's weird is that they did have every they had thousands of videos of them banging these animals and what's bizarre is they never said if they were showing them online but if they're not like selling them which it didn't seem to be a financial thing what were they doing with them i don't think i i've never been in a situation where i've been having sex while one of my male friends is having sex in the same room i've never done that like it's a, like a group thing or whatever i've never done that but that would be awkward but I think almost, that would be awkward, but almost just as awkward would be watching porn of my buddy banging a chick. And what would be 10 times more awkward than that would be watching my buddy bang an animal. Like, what were these videos for if they weren't selling them? They were just videotaping thousands of videos of them taking turns banging these animals. You're basically just creating an evidence trail at this point. So I don't know what that stuff was for. But they're arrested 20 to 40 years in prison. The kid's fine. The kid's fine. So I saw that story. I laughed really, really hard the whole time I was reading it. I was thinking, I was also just thinking these guys throwing their life away. For what? For making a thousand porn videos of them banging animals. Like, you know, what it really was the end result. And then I realized I was doing more research on this against my will almost at this point that bestiality for the longest time in history was death was just death in like judaism christianity and islam you got killed and the animal got killed which you may think is horrible but no one wants to eat that animal if a dude's banging a lamb i'm not eating lamb like it was just oh maybe it was just the thing to put him out of its mercy or maybe it was just because it was unclean but anyways for the longest time it was death penalty and as the world started to become like more quote unquote enlightened they're like oh we don't need to we don't need to kill people for banging animals which is an overreaction but they decided to basically start not necessarily a lot of states and a lot of countries in the west started making it not illegal explicitly like they would wrap it into animal abuse laws or they would wrap it into just general sex laws but there was no actual provision saying bestiality was against the law and you had a rise in bestiality. People were like, oh, I can do this now? I think it was in Denmark. They basically made it legal. And you had huge porn companies set up over there and farms built where you could fly out to Denmark, bang a couple cows, go back home, run a business meeting, probably work for Dunkin' Donuts or a chocolate milk company, and you just really, really love those, those cows. I don't know why Dunkin' Donuts, the whole maybe, I don't know. But anyways, the point being is that it was legal, and I don't know if it's still in Denmark now. I think it is. But they're, like, Oregon had to recently repass, recriminalize bestiality, and it happened, like, in 2013. 
So they tried being like, ah, you know, whatever people do in the comfort of their own barn is their own business, but it just was people were banging animals all the time. There, they did a study, the Kinsey Group, and that study's been kind of diminished, but they did a study, they involved mostly prisoners, and they said between 8% and 4 between 8% of men and 4% of women have banged an animal. And then later in 1974, the Kinsey study was like in the 40s. In 1974, they did another study outside of prison, said, do you want to bang out or do you bang animals? And the numbers were halved. They're still quite high. 4% of men and 2% of women have had sex with an animal. So it's not, I mean, you figure that's not a high percentage, but when you're talking about 7 billion people, and really that study was in America only, so what, 350 million people, it's a sizable amount. But of course, of course, of course, we live in a world where there is a group called Zeta. It's the zoophiles for the ethical treatment of animals. Now these, so these dudes, Zeta, believe that you can have sex with an animal and still treat them right. You can still treat your lady right. They actually are very, very vocal in that sense. It's a group that's based out of Germany. They actually had a big march down the street, which was not a march. I would I would stay at home just to make sure I wasn't confused with a Zeta member that day. I would just be like, I oh, can just drink water today. I don't have to go out and get any drinks. I'll just sit here. They want you to know this. I went to Zeta's website. They want you to know this. Female mammals, this is why I think they're all dudes. Female mammals, did you know they're built for sex? Female mammals love sex. That's what keeps the species going. It doesn't matter that the sex is coming from a different species. They love sex. They were built for it. Which, I, when I read that, I thought, but I'm sure some people are, like, banging lizards and stuff, getting blowjobs from snakes. I'm sure that you could say, yes, female mammals technically are built to enjoy it, but I, I, have you ever heard two cats have sex? Doesn't sound enjoyable. Also, they said, whoa, 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 wait, you, you say that I'm abusing animals because I'm having sex with them, but you, Jason, you don't understand. They can have sex with you instead, and you can be the receptive partner. And they, of course, would enjoy that. Now, the thing is, is like, I, yeah, I guess they would. But to you can groom anybody to enjoy anything. Yes, a dog will probably bang you if you trip. If you're walking out to get the newspaper and you trip on the ground and your bathrobe flies open, a dog may have sex with you. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean you go, hmm, and then every day you just keep tripping. Like, you can get accidentally raped by a dog and then not go, well, he liked it, so it's okay if I keep engaging in this behavior. Just like anybody, just like any adult that you're taking advantage of. And this is probably, <laughs> there's two gross facts coming up here. So sorry, guys. One, they said, hey, man, listen, I know if I'm banging an animal, it could be considered cruel, right? What if I let the animal bang me? And you may go, well, and then they go, or... I can masturbate. I could. I could jack it off, right? Because that's what like trainers do. They'll masturbate the cows and stuff like that. I guess I'm assuming. So I haven't really verified this, but they'll like jack off horses to calm them down. So professionals do that. I, at least I can do that. I'm semi-pro, and you're like, I guess I'm gonna have to research that a little more. Or I could just. This is so. <laughs> or this is on Zeta's website. Or I could just go down on him. Just go down on them. There's nothing but pleasure for both of them. Now, <clears throat> I <clears throat> I cannot think of anything more disgusting than <laughs> eating out a female horse. That sounds like the grossest, or a cow. That is so, <clears throat> that is so, that's, that's one of the grossest visuals I can think of right now. But yeah, 
I mean, if you're, if you have the stomach for it, ugh. But then I found out this additional detail. We're going to end this story like this. There was an article on a website called Broadly that was trying to find a female, a female who loved banging animals because they're out there. And there's this one woman talking about how she loved, how she loved pig semen on her face because it like helped with her acne. And fun fact, again, to close this out, before you go and eat your Yolt Play yogurt or get another scoop of that soft serve ice cream, apparently, again, this is something I would have never known about, ever. Pig semen is so thick and clots so quickly that if you give a pig a blowjob, you will suffocate and die. But I'm sure it's a good source of uh, probiotics, and I imagine it tastes like Oiko's yogurt. So if you're eating any of those products today, those products are sponsored by Dead Rabbit Radio. Let's go ahead and move on to our next story here. It's so gross. So gross. Okay. Our next story here is straight from the conspiracy theory iceberg. Very, very simple story. But the ramifications of it are moon shattering. It's 2015. We're in Beijing. Small city. Small little town somewhere in China. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. But anyways, we're in Beijing. Actually, my little brother lives in China. He just saw Infinity War. No, I'm just joking. Okay, so we're in Beijing, bustling metropolis. And even though everyone's running around doing all their Beijing stuff, in the center of the city, there is a press conference being given by a man on a mission, a man who has the answers to everything. His name is Dr. Kang Mao Peng, and he's a Chinese astrophysicist. He walks up to the lectern. Just the mic a little, looks out of the crowd in front of him and says, The Americans have conspired in a cover-up of monumental and possibly even criminal proportions. They hid photos of bare human footprints on the moon for 20 years. <gasps> Audience <sighs> gasping. And, and don't gasp yet, don't gasp yet. And managed to keep... The human skeleton secret even longer. The implications of what they found up there are staggering. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, wait, you totally glossed over that skeleton thing. He's like, oh yeah, that's kind of why I'm here. Let me keep going on. So what he says is that when Apollo 11 landed on the moon, there was an automatic camera on a rover. It was rovering around the moon as the astronauts are kind of just dancing around up there doing whatever, jumping up and down. I guess they were probably running scientific experiments, but anyways... The rover's taking these automatic pictures. And when the pictures get brought back down to Earth, NASA, they begin analyzing them. Now, the astronauts themselves had not seen... I wonder if they got in a fistfight up there. If I was in a zero-gravity atmosphere for the first time, I would wrestle a guy. Like, maybe they did that off-camera. Like, wouldn't you try to wrestle someone? Wouldn't you pick, pick up another astronaut and see how far you can throw him? You can't tell me they didn't do that. Everything else we've seen, they're like playing golf or something like that. But dude, are you telling me that if we went to the moon, you would not try to pick me up and throw me as far as you could? I don't believe they they didn't do that. Golf, whatever, dude. Anyways, so as the astronauts were tossing each other back and forth off camera, this little camera's taking these pictures. They come back to Earth, and then Mission Control's like, Hey, uh, hey guys, why do you have all those bruises on you? They're like, a uh, bumpy re-entry? But anyway, so, they get back to Earth, 
And as scientists are going through the photographs, they find photographs of bare human footprints on the moon and a human skeleton. Now, this human skeleton appears to be broken or dismembered in a way that it looks like it was possibly dissected or chopped in half while it still had flesh on. But the scientists are looking at these photos and they can't figure it out because a human body wouldn't decay like that on the moon. First off, they're shocked that there's a human skeleton on the moon and bare footprints. But secondly, they're thinking, how would a human body decay like this on the moon? There's no like microbes to eat away all the flesh. It should definitely be like more stuff to it. And as they're looking through the photos, they notice something even more odd. It's wearing a pair of blue jeans. Still wearing, still wearing a pair of Levi's on the moon. Now, at this point in the story, you should think this story is ridiculous. This story is 100% made up. But what's funny is that there's a lot of information. There's a, I shouldn't say a lot of information. There's a lot of websites about this story because it's very, very evocative. I had no trouble finding websites about the skeleton on the moon. It's all over the place. It's on the conspiracy theory iceberg. People want to know about the skeleton on the moon. And one intrepid journalist or dude on Quora, on that website Quora, which I have a love-hate relationship with, did a lot of digging for me. Like, they actually, like, I found his article quite easily. It wasn't, it wasn't super well hidden, but a lot of people are missing this because a lot of people are still asking about the skeleton on the moon. And he goes in and he's like, yeah, I probably don't think it happened, but... And then he did an update. He goes, you know what? This was kind of bugging me, so I try to find a little more information. Dr... Kang Mao Peng, and again, I'm getting this from this article, so kudos goes to him, but I did verify his info. Dr. Kang, so it's kind of, kind of like I did it right. I'm just following his footsteps. Dr. K. Mao Peng, Chinese astrophysicist, is quoted in a newspaper giving this presentation. That newspaper is the Weekly World News. That is the only reference to this astrophysicist. The only reference to him giving a conference, talking about footprints on the moon, talking about skeleton on the moon it only appeared in the weekly world news if you don't know what the weekly world news is it's my favorite or was my favorite tabloid it was stories like bat boy found in cave uh gateway to hell opened up on earth all sorts of stuff it was just made it was basically like the national Enquirer on steroids i mean it's just kind of like a well-known tabloid it's out of print now, but they were a tabloid that almost always did completely fictional things. I always wanted to write for them, too. I thought that would be so much fun, just making stuff up all the time. And you're like, great, just now I'm supposed to believe you when you do this podcast. But like making up, co- it's basically a collection of short stories in journalist form. So he doesn't exist. There may be a guy, I'm pretty sure there's a guy named Kang Mao Peng. I'm sure statistically that guy exists. But as far as being a doctor who's also a Chinese astrophysicist who also gave this, there's no proof of it. The only mention of him online is this article in the Weekly World News. And you could say, maybe he did exist and the government killed him. But again, it's in the Weekly World News. Like, it's not, if he was reported in some, like, India Times or it was in some other, like, kind of major reputable newspapers, like some, you know, like, I don't know, LA Times, whatever, anything with Times in it. And then he disappeared, I could go with that, but the only time he's ever been referenced, the only time we have any knowledge of him is in the Weekly World News, and people still are looking up info on the story. I looked it up. I mean, I obviously was thinking, well, there's obviously, there was never a skeleton on the moon, but I thought maybe there was like a a cosmonaut, maybe they did find, like, Russia launched someone up there, but blue jeans, they didn't have blue jean technology in Russia back then. So, it's interesting because it is a modern myth, and it's easily found. It's easily found what what the answer is. 
But if you just look at the first two results on Google, you're like, whoa, this is so crazy. Who's this doctor? You go down a result to the Quora article, and even his, his first half is like, yeah, it's a weird story. And then the second half, the update is like, oh, yeah, I found out. It's fake. But people are still looking for this. People think that the government took him out. People think that the doctor is in hiding or is paid off or dead or whatever, stuff like that. But it's totally not true. But there's one last aspect to look at this with is that if you were trying to cover up the truth, if there was a secret that you know would eventually get out, there's no stopping it getting out. It's just too big. Your best bet is to make it a mockery, is to put it into the National Enquirer, is to put it into the Weekly World News. So if someday some scientist comes running out of NASA, pulling his hair out, amazed at this discovery, horrified at the secrets that the government could keep from the world, and tries to expose the plan, the cover-up will just be... Skeleton on the moon? That was in the Weekly World News. We know that was fake. That doctor never existed. Neither did the photographs. Anything you see is a complete fabrication based on an old article. The only people who would know the truth would be the government and the whistleblower. Whistleblowers have very short lives. Governments can last as long as their secrets. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Jason O. Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.